Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to week 13 of the Trade On Sports and the Focused On Football Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yes, very well, thanks, Pete. Very well refreshed after the international break. But I tell you what, we've got a lot to discuss today, haven't we, mate? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and, and the game actually is the lunchtime fixture. Um, West Ham against uh, Tottenham with uh, newly appointed... Uh, um, Jose Mourinho. I nearly forgot his name there for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Right, anyway, West Ham Spurs. Recent head tens been mixed. West Ham have had two wins. Spurs have had three wins. West Ham at home to top six sides. One, three, drawn four, lost three. Coming off a poor 3 0 defeat away at Burnley, really. Spurs away at mid table. One, eight, draw not, lost two. Coming off a one old draw at home to Sheffield United. West Ham, they've lost seven of the last five Premier League matches. And Spurs, they've just won one of the last seven Premier League matches. So you can probably see why Pochettino went. Mid-table at home's top six sides, mid-season or mid-third of the season. 85 matches, there's been 18 home wins, 17 draws, 50 away wins. West Ham are, are, are plus half a goal. So those stats would suggest, you know, that, that Spurs are, are the pick there. But I think the line's correct. But I would not be backing Spurs in this situation. No, not at all. I mean, the, the Mourinho news and Pochettino being sacked has completely made this game a no bet for me. Tottenham have won their last two trips to this stadium. And until I worked in London, Pete, I didn't realise the actual hatred that West Ham fans have directed to Tottenham fans. Mm. I think Spurs fans have a little bit too much, you know, they haven't got enough anger to spread around. So theirs is all directed at Arsenal. Whereas for the home fans, they really despise Tottenham. And this is one of the few games in the London Stadium where there'll be a really big atmosphere cheering West Ham on. Now, just before we started recording the podcast Wednesday about three o'clock UK time, I saw earlier that uh, Harry Kane's put out quite an emotional tweet um, about Pochettino, about not being able to thank him enough and uh, he's a special friend to him. I'm not quite sure, Pete, what the mindset of this Tottenham team is and, and whether this is actually going to have a positive effect bringing Mourinho in or a negative effect. I personally don't think it's a great appointment. If you want to move on from Pochettino, OK. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but that's what they're entitled to do. For me, this seems a backward step for Spurs, so I won't be backing them for a few weeks, I don't think, mate. Right. Uh, next up, the London rivals are... What do you think of Mourinho? And the appointment. I think it's good. Yeah, I think I think they're they're, they're almost guaranteed to win something. Almost guaranteed. Yeah. I, I think it'll broke up or something, but they're eleven points off the top four, aren't they? Yes, it, it's strange how um, Pochettino wasn't given the resources or didn't have the resources to move players on and and get in players beside at the start of the season. I think that'll have been ironed out, and they'll have a, a probably a shake up January. But I should think. It'll be a building thing this this season. Then next season they'll 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 look to start probably. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Right, next up there are there are local rivals Arsenal hosting Southampton. Arsenal have had the better of these matches. They won four, drawn one, lost naught against Southampton. Arsenal at home to bottom six sides, good record. One nine, drawn one, lost naught. With five of the nine matches by two or more goals, they're coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Leicester, where Leicester played very well in truth. Southampton away at top half sides, 1-1 drawn, one lost eight, and they've lost six of these eight by two or more goals. They're coming off a 2-1 defeat at home to Everton. Arsenal, they've just won one of their last six Premier League matches, and indeed their manager is under some pressure. Southampton uh, away this season, 
not bad, really. They've won two, drawn one, lost three, but they've been very, very poor at home. But they have been for some time. Top half at home to bottom six sides uh, in the mid-third of the season. 94 matches. 43 have been won by two or more goals, 23 pushes and 28 uh, the home side. It's been a, a draw or the away side of one. I think there's some good value back in Arsenal in this situation. I know that Southampton generally perform better away from home, but I can see Arsenal covering this one goal. Pete, you, you're, you're a keen Arsenal follower. Do you think Mourinho would ever have been offered the job at the Emirates? It's hard to say. Possibly. Possibly. I'm just wondering almost whether Tottenham have tried to act first, possibly ahead of some some movement to Arsenal. Yes. Now, that is a a theory and it's a theory that's that's out there. And I have to say, if that is the case, and even if it isn't, that could play into this game because say what you want about Tottenham getting rid of Pochettino. they've, They've taken some decisive action and they've not hesitated in... Removing a manager who only a few months ago got them to the Champions League final. Now, there's a lot of sort of uncertainty and nervousness around Arsenal about where they're going. And if this game doesn't start well for Arsenal, I can sense the environment turning a little bit at the Emirates. And and that's the only reason that I don't want to take Arsenal minus one here. They're very strong in this situation against teams that finish in the bottom half of the table. They've won 24 of the last 30 games at home. So if I was going to play this game, it would be Arsenal minus one. But I think, Pete, if Southampton can hold out for the first half hour, you might sense this crowd turning. Who would have thought... Round at the Emirates, turning against the Gunners. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there is a there is a possibility. I, 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 and Southampton are a different animal away from home. I, I think I think that's correct. But I just think they they're going to have to do something, aren't they? They're going to have to do something, and this is an ideal game in which to do it. Yeah, for many years we've likened them a little bit to flat-track bullies Arsenal. They tend to sort of relieve the pressure on them against these lesser teams. So it wouldn't surprise me at all, despite what I've said, if Arsenal come out and win this game by two or three clear goals. Bournemouth v Wolves next. Uh, this game ended 1-0 last year. At home to mid-table sides, Bournemouth's record reads 1-4, drawn 6, lost 0. The car for 2-1 defeat away at Newcastle. Wolves away at mid-table, good, good... Uh, Results 1 5 drawn 1 lost 1 coming off a 2 1 victory at home to Aston Villa. Bournemouth, though, they lost just one of their last seven home matches. They're in some good home form. Wolves unbeaten in seven Premier League matches, so they're returning to form. I don't, the line is scratched. I don't see anything value in the line. Indeed, I think the draw, the draw looks reasonable. Yeah, it's what I've got penned down, Pete, to be honest. Probably a low scoring draw, maybe goalless or 1 1, because there are some strong draw trends in this game. Now, if you exclude games at home against the top six, Bournemouth are actually really strong in this spot. They've gone 25, 19 and 13 at home in the Premier League against teams that finish outside of the top six. So with them being priced the outsiders on the scratch line, you're effectively looking at a 25 and 13 bet with 19 pushes. Now, as you say, Wolves have gone seven games unbeaten and we've, we've kept going on about the fact that they've made a slow, poor start to the season, possibly because of the Europa League. They've actually only lost twice. They've lost to Chelsea and Everton. And five of the six Wolves' away games have gone under two and a half goals. We've seen Bournemouth in recent weeks trending into lower scoring games. So I think this could be a draw, Pete. Probably one on. Next up, Brighton against Leicester, plus half a goal here for Brighton. Um, 
In a reason, Etihad's Brighton have won naught has been one draw, Leicester one one at home to top half sides. Brighton's record is, is still not bad, really, considering that they're, they're, they're you know they looks as though they're possibly finishing the bottom six. One four drawn, two lost four, uh, coming off a three one defeat away at Man United. Leicester away at bottom half sides. One five drawn, two lost three, coming off that previous dimension two nil victory over Arsenal. Brighton they've won their last three home games, so they're in some good home form. Leicester won eight of their last 10 Premier League matches. So, again, they're in some good form. Bottom half against top half, mid-table, ta- 158 matches. Uh, the home side of one or drawn 71. The away side of 187. I don't see any value in the line. I think the line's pretty much correct. I, I don't really have a real thought on this. If I was pushed, I think I would have to go with Leicester. Hmm, interesting. Did you, did you say you used them stats top half against bottom half? Yeah. It's interesting you've done that because I've actually ran those stats um, top six against bottom half teams and that points a very strong trend here. I mean, let's talk about the line first. It opened at Leicester minus a quarter. Um, I did take a little bit of that earlier in the week um, and it's trended down now to Leicester minus a half as punters have realised that actually... Maybe Leicester are a really good team, and if you if you analyse the stats, top six sides away from home against bottom half finishing sides in 290 games over the last five and a bit seasons, the top six teams won 201 of those. So 201 of the night 290 games have been won by the better team. Now I actually think I'm pretty going to nail my colours to the mast here and say Leicester are going to finish in the top six. Even though the line's gone down to minus a half and minus a quarter, I'm still really happy to take Leicester AP. I think this is the better of the weekend. Yeah. Next up, uh, Palace at home to Liverpool. I think you know what I'm going to say here. Uh, <laughs> Palace uh, are plus one and a quarter goals. They've won one in the last five. Liverpool are one four. So a good hunting round for Liverpool. Palace uh, at home to top six sides. Poor record, really. They won not drawn two, lost eight. Uh, and Chelsea, uh, they're coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Chelsea. You know, I, I backed them plus one and a half goals there, but that was a loss that time. Liverpool away at mid-table sides, 1-7, drawn three, lost naught. Coming off that excellent 3-1 victory at home to City. And that, that really has put them in a, a good position. Crystal Palace lost their last two home. Liverpool, 28 points from the last 30 away. Really good away form. When we have a look at uh, uh, the... Um, uh, the, the games between uh, mid-table sides and top six sides. Uh, when we're looking at this handicap, there's been 35 home wins out of 85 matches. Uh, 24 matches uh, they've lost by one and 25 they've lost by two. So that would suggest possibly there's some value with Palace. And indeed, my rating suggests there's some value with Palace, but you can't trust them at home. If this was away, minus one and a quarter goal, plus one and a quarter goal, I'd probably be interested, but not at home. Yeah, fully agree. I mean, we've been quite relentless in support of the Crystal Palace in these sort of spots, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and like you say, away from home, I will probably do it. I mean, let's let's look at the facts here. Since taking over at Palace, Hodgson's gone 1, 2 and 10 at home against top six sides and their only win came in the first game in this spot against Chelsea. They've lost six straight and nine of the last ten. So, if you're going into a game thinking that you might get a half win as your best-case scenario, that's not a really good starting point, is it? No, no. If you don't think that Palace can get at least a draw here, 
that even plus one and a quarter goals, you might as well not back them because your risk reward is so slanted to the risk that you might as well not bet it. So, yeah, no bet for me, mate. Everton um, against Norwich, uh, minus one and a quarter goals here. Everton, the last time the team see the sides met at Goodison, Everton won 3 0. A home to promoted sides, Everton have won eight, drawn naught, lost two, with six victories by two or more. Come off a 2 1 victory away at Southampton. Norwich away uh, this season, one naught, drawn one, lost five, with all five coming by two or more uh, goal defeats. Uh, coming down 2 0 at home to Watford last time. Everton, they've won seven of the last ten at home, but that's a little bit, you know, mis- misleading because obviously you've got last end of last season. Norwich lost nine of the opening 12. Mid-table against promoted sides, um, looking at uh, the mid-third mid, uh, of the season, 32 matches, 20 wins, of which 13 have been by two or more, six draws, six away wins. Again, I don't see any value in this line. Minus one and a quarter. I do fancy Everton should win this game, though, I think. They should do, and they've won 12 of 16 against newly promoted sides in the past few years. I'm really attracted to the goal line here, Pete, and with Norwich being away from home, it'll be no surprise to our listeners that I really like the under three goals. And, and I'll tell you why, because Norwich haven't scored, and I think it's their last five away games. The only goal they've scored on the travels the whole of this season was at Anfield on that opening night. And Everton only need a win. That's all Marco Silva's bothered about. He wants to score a goal. And if that means they win 1-0, he isn't going to push men forward because his position is a little bit precarious. And every goal line is some form of correlation to the match line. And with Everton being such strong favourites, minus one and a quarter, that must mean that this goal line has to be at least two and three quarters. At three goals, I think it's artificially high, and I'm really keen to take the underpaid. Next up, we've got Watford Burnley. Uh, recent head to heads uh, one win for Watford, one win for Burnley, one draw. Watford at home to big table sides, one four draw and two lost four, so very mixed. Uh, coming off the 2 0 victory away at Norwich. Burnley away at bottom half sides, not bad. One four drawn three lost three coming off a three nil victory away at West Ham. Watford not one in ten home games. That, that's that's incredible, really. Burnley their their uh, recent away form this season one naught drawn three lost three. Those three defeats have come away against Arsenal, Leicester, and Sheffield United. Bottom half at home to mid table sides um, this time of season. One hundred twenty one matches, forty home wins, forty two draws, thirty nine away wins. Again, I'm going to go. I, I, I've gone with Burnley a few times this season. Again, Burnley minus, a, sorry, plus a course, I think, is, is the side to be on. Definitely, Pete. Sign me up, mate. I've been doing a, quite a bit of sort of lateral thinking research going into this game because I, I knew Burnley w- w- were good in this spot. I knew when they went away to these lower teams that they, you know, took churn out a profit. But I wanted to look and see how they churn a profit out. And Yes, on both teams to score, has actually gone 12-3 and three in Burnley's last 15 games away to teams that finish in the bottom half. And in my mind, I've got Burnley as quite a sort of dour, sort of negative side. But they've actually scored in all 15 of those away games. So if you tell me that going into this game, Burnley will score, and that's what the recent stats and trends suggest, then logically, if you're going to lose a bet on Burnley plus a quarter, Watford have to score two, and nothing I've seen really against 
half decently organised defences makes me think that Watford are capable of scoring two goals. So yeah, give me Burnley plus a quarter, mate. Here's a. Uh, I, I'll, I'll I'll get straight to the point on this Man City Chelsea game. Um, my, Man City. I'm really surprised. The line minus one and a quarter. I make City slight value. The stats will go against as you'll see, but but I make City slight value. I can't believe minus one and a quarter against at home to Chelsea. Incredible, really. They've won three of the last five. There's been one draw. City have won. Uh, Chelsea have won one. Sorry, Man City at home to top six sides. Very good record. One nine draw not lost one. That's incredible record against the top six. Of which six they won by two or more goals. Obviously, they're coming off that 3-1 defeat away at Liverpool. Chelsea, in some good form. They've won their last six Premier League matches. And their away form to top six sides, 1-1, drawn three, lost six, of which four were lost by two or more. They cut off the 2-0 victory at home to Palace. When you look at top six, top six uh, in mid-third of the season, 43 matches, 22 home wins, 13 away, eight, sorry, 13 draws, eight away. 15 of the 22 have been by two or more goals. Again, I think the stats are slightly against it, but I think the slight value was there. No bet for me, but I was really surprised. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, interestingly, Chelsea sit one place above Man City. They've lost one game less than Guardiola's men, yet you can still get them plus one and a quarter goals. Um, and Chelsea this season, you can say what you'd like about them, but they've proven that they can score goals against virtually everybody and for them this will be a free hit Lampard will send his t- young team out to go out and express themselves but although that's a great sort of thing for them it could be their greatest sort of weakness because I think this experienced City lineup going forward will create lots of chances against a relatively inexperienced Chelsea backline. I'm actually surprised that I'm drawn to the over three and a quarter goals normally when I see a goal line as high as this, I don't really want to touch it. But the teams are averaging 3.83 goals a game. I can't see either team keeping a clean sheet. Could end up 4-2 or 5-3, Pete, to me. So, yeah, I'll take a little bit of the over three and a quarters. Sheffield United, Man United next. And an incredible. Sheffield United have really been incredible. And uh, again, I'm surprised that the line here, plus a quarter, Sheffield United. Uh, their home form this season, 1-3, lost three. Coming off that very good one-all draw away at Spurs. United away at promoted sides, 1-6, draw not lost four. Come off a 3-1 uh, victory at home to Brighton. Sheffield United unbeaten in five Premier League matches now. They're in some good form. United won just one of the last ten away. Promoted uh, versus top half um, mid uh, third of the season in the last five seasons, one eleven drawn ten lost thirty. So it suggests Manchester United, uh, 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 you know, could favour them. Value though is with Sheffield United here, and but I, I, I'm going to leave this one alone. But I think Sheffield United they have to give some praise. I mean, when I've seen them at home, they they beat Arsenal very well, and and they were very unlucky at home to Liverpool. Yeah, they go toe to toe with everybody. I mean, they probably arguably should have beaten Spurs last time out, shouldn't they? Yes, uh, yeah. Depending on what you think of VAR and everything, they've they've matched um, with everybody they've played this season. I can't bet this game, um, mainly for the fact that I'm not sure what's going on with Solskjaer. We know that there is a a ready-made replacement out there in the market, should there be any sign of Solskjaer's side not wanting to play for him. Now, who knows what's going on in the Manchester United boardroom, but one thing we do know, They were interested in Pochettino a few months ago or a year ago, whenever it was. They weren't able to get him. 
is now available and we will potentially see how much the United players want Solskjaer to continue as manager by their efforts in the next few weeks. I don't know, Pete. I, I don't know. I don't know what you think of whether Pochettino could be a target for United. I don't know. But all I know is there is a ready-made replacement out there should he wish to take the job and United want to pull the trigger. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I always think about this Allegri guy that's that's taking time out from the Juventus job. He could, I, I think that he could go possibly to Manchester United or Arsenal. He could, but you have a ready-made replacement who could step in next week. As long as Pochettino is wanting to get straight back into management, we we're all assuming that he would want to. He might want to take a break away. Pochettino has proven in this game, proven in inverted commas, at bringing success because I think what he has done at Tottenham is a success. And I think United board might be tempted. I mean, United might win this game on Sunday and they still might sack Solskjaer yeah. because long term they would see Pochettino as a man to take them to the next level. So, yeah, I'm wary of wagering in United games at the moment. Villa Newcastle then to finish off with uh, recent head-to-heads. There's been two draws in the last five seasons, uh, both nil-nil. Uh, her, uh, Villa's home form this season: one-two drawn, two lost, two coming off a two-one defeat away at Wolves. Newcastle away at promoted sides. Record's not brilliant: one-two drawn, two lost, six coming off a two-one victory at home to Bournemouth. Villa they've only lost just one of their last five. Well, one of their but five home matches this season. Newcastle won three of their last five Premier League matches. So returning to a bit of form, promoted uh, at home to mid-table sides. Uh, one this time of season, one sixteen, drawn fourteen, lost twelve. The the line is minus a half. Villa, I have to go plus a half. Newcastle, I think that was some decent value. Yeah, Steve Bruce is doing a a solid job. At St James's Park, the lines trended up to uh, Newcastle plus a half and plus a quarter. Plus a quarter, I wouldn't have been overly interested. Um, I'm not sure for big stakes I'd be overly interested in Newcastle plus a half. I'm, I'm again going to look at this this sort of gold trend that's appearing in Villa games. In 37 goals when Villa have taken the field this season, only 12 have come in the first half. So a split of 12 and 25 uh, in favour of second half goals. So, for those of you out there who like trading goals, you might want to, you know, back the under and lay it back later in the game or hope for goalless first 20 minutes and then get on the over two and a half. But uh, the options there are are endless and there will be lots of sort of in-play offers, I'm sure, with this being the Monday night game. But in truth, Pete, it's one of the least attractive games for me. Right, let's wrap this up then. I've I've got three bets this week. Uh, Arsenal minus one. Uh, at home to Southampton. The line was minus one and a quarter, uh, incidentally, a couple of weeks ago when they, they priced this up. I, 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 my only thing I would say about this, if you lose money on this bet, I think Arsenal are in trouble and I think the manager will be in trouble as well. Uh, I would certainly say that, but I, I, I can see them, you know, at least scratching that. It has to be Burnley away at Watford plus a quarter and finally on Monday, Newcastle plus a half away at Baston Villa. Cool. Well, I'm going to take under three goals at Goodison Park between Everton and Norwich because you're probably going to have to get Everton to score four times to lose that bet outright. Leicester minus half a goal away at Brighton. And I think come the end of this season, we might be looking back at this game and going, Christ, did we get Leicester 
just minus a half away to Brighton. And then finally, I'm jumping in with you, Pete, all aboard the Sean Dash fan club bus, Burnley plus a quarter. <laughs> right, that does it for us. We'll be back this time next week or maybe a little bit later, maybe on the, on the Thursday. But uh, good luck, everybody, and we'll speak to you later. Best of luck, everybody.